You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. You're listening to the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire, and today I'm joined by Keke Mulleri. Hi, Keke. Hello. <laughs> by Mark Hayton. Hi, Mark. Hi. And by Rich Nelson. Hi, Rich. Hey. And in this episode, we're going to have a bit of a an update on everything, really. Um, the Sawman Cup is underway. We talked about that in the last episode. The Liga Cup has finished, and we'll we'll look back at at the final couple of stages of that. Um, we've also got some uh, upcoming training camp and, and practice games for the Finland national team, uh, the Hukuyat, and then the, the women's national team, the Helmeret, have got some games coming up in April that we'll, we'll throw forward to a little. Um, and I think that just about covers everything. That should, uh, that should keep you all going for, uh, for, for the next 45 minutes or so um but i i think that that maybe we should start with with what's already taken place before we start speculating so the referee is going to blow his whistle and let's look at the uh, the later stages of the of the liga cup which was won last weekend quite quite i guess convincingly 3-1 by by honka um I <laughs> I missed the last couple of rounds of the uh, of the Liga Cup because I was travelling to to the UK and hooking up with with Rich and and Keke. But um, I I followed enough from from Asicor to know that we we still have issues taking penalties. So there's one thing that hasn't been fixed yet this season. Um, but uh, Rich, what can you? What can you tell us about the the last couple of rounds of the the Liga Cup? Um, well, as I said, Honka won quite convincingly in the end, a three one victory over over Inter. Um, the pick of the goals, which went I don't say viral but very popular, was uh, Florian Krebs. Sounds like a Bond villain. He uh, he's one of Honka's recent signings from uh, Borussia Dortmund reserves, and he scored an absolute perler. Uh, from about 30 yards out, in off the post, just for a bit of extra kudos. Lovely finish. And there's a video from uh, Emily Repanon, who's, I think he's Honka's goalkeeping coach. He puts, he has cameras for part of his training routines behind the goals. So he had that, and it's a fantastic view of that. But, um, yeah, it's, imp- it's impressive, because uh, Honka, I think, I'm not sure if we talked about it in the previous episode they were playing Hoiko in the quarterfinals and Hoiko put out their junior side because they were traveling to Turkey for a training camp the day after so just went f to it and uh, <laughs> I've learned I've learned um, well so um, Honka actually went Honka actually went one nil up and uh, and Honka came came back to win but uh, yeah it was it was Impressive. I mean, this is the first competition for, I think, six years. And with the revamp of the Swarman Cup and there's the Ukas Cup as well for the, the teams in the, the first division. It's nice that it gave a little bit of a 
I mean, we're not going to give it too much credit and call it a competitive edge, but at least these are kind of structured, organised training matches uh, with a little plate for the winner at the end of it. But uh, fair play to Honka. Um, you know, they, they struggled at the end of last season uh, in front of a one man and his dog attendance. So uh, fair play. They turned up and it'll be interesting to see, obviously, once the uh, the teams turn up with their new signings gelled in. And I mean, Hoyka a case in point, they put out the the young side and they've got a lot of new signings as as usual. So I'm sure they'll be more competitive. But yeah, it's nice to... Uh, and the Hacker as well. Hacker got to the semi-finals. They beat Ilves in the last minute of their quarterfinals. So it's, um, yeah, nice nice little appetite wetner for the start of the season next week. Yeah, you, you're right that it's it's always had that because it's mostly played indoors, although I think a few of the final games were finally made their way outside. It does have that feeling of a practice game. But then once... Once you're in there, in the in the in the bubble, as I was uh, for one of the games, and uh, and cheering the team on, then it becomes competitive. And as you start to progress, you think, well, we're in this to win it, so let's let's get that let's get that uh, trophy at the end. So yeah, congratulations to uh, to Honka. Wasn't there wasn't there someone with a with a fantastic name playing for Hoyiko in one of those games? You tweeted about it, Rich. Um, yeah, oh God, was it daddy's, daddy's boy? Oh, no, he was. Um, when Hoiko in their training camp, they ah, played okay. Sandiaford, I think a Norwegian yeah. side who Hugo Kato plays for now. Um, but yeah, the goal scorer, I think the winning goal scorer was his name is Franklin's daddy, Franklin Daddy's boy, which so, is um, which, which yeah. sounds funny, but then I've I have got um, I've got a customer. Whose surname is Yarkon Boyka, which is okay. kind of the same Yarko's mm. Yarko's boy. So um, you know, it, it it did it did look strange until you until you start thinking about it. But well, okay, I'm sure the, when uh, we talk about the Icelandic squad, when most yeah. of them are so and so's son. <laughs> that's that's yeah. true. Yeah, it does not so. It's only when it's in English, quite so blatantly, that it it, <laughs> it looks a little bit uh, unusual. Okay. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think Daddy's boy was his actual name. I think that's the the name he travels under, as it were. Right. Uh, I think, yeah. Well, he's not high, he's not going incognito, is he? No. Unlike the the member of the Finnish football show team who is currently wearing shades and trying to mask their identity, Mr. Kekimurari, um, who's going on holiday tomorrow. I am. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm not sure I'll need the sunglasses. I certainly don't need them indoors here. But I, um, I don't think I'll need. That ring light shades. looks very bright, glistening off your off your lenses. <laughs> I'm. I'm not sure I'll need them in Spain either because. Um, yeah, Hawkey out have gone there in the hope of a warm weather training camp, and it's um, it's missing down a rain. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see. But I, it's it, it's not too cold. I think it's hovering about plus plus fourteen, plus fifteen. But oh, yeah, it's, um, luxury! If, yeah. if you're if you're playing over in London, <laughs> so it, I mean, it will be um, it, it will be warm showers, but there's definitely showers <laughs> and clouds. So yeah, the uh, sunglasses might have to stay at home. But no, I'm looking forward to it. There's, um, yeah, a few of the boys from Uvascular are coming out there with us and uh, I'll be meeting those boys. We're flying to Alicante and then um, bussing it over to Mercia and that'll be our home for a few days. We're going to take in the um, the Finland, Iceland and the Finland-Slovakia games and, um, yeah, you never know. I might even uh, get myself into a press conference or two. Yeah, so... so... 
talk talk to us a little bit um well i don't talk too much about getting press accreditation because someone might be listening and they might realize that they've given one to a chancellor like you and they'll, they'll rescind it um but but do take a notepad and pencil just to make it look like you know what you're doing indeed yeah um, but but in previous years we've had these sort of training or, or, or sort of like the desert friendlies we've called them in in january um but now this is like you say a warm, warm weather training camp with a couple of friendlies thrown in um mark maybe can you talk a little bit about the uh about the squad that's been selected over there and, and any any kind of surprises uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I think when it was named, there was four or five guys that were up for a potential debut. I think, um, I think uh, Richard Jensen, who was named up uh, as centre back, unfortunately, uh, won't be won't won't be up for it, which is a bit of a shame. He had a bit of an injury nightmare, one of the ones that uh, a million dollar one. Um, but there's a there's a lot of young lads. Miska Ulidolva. Uh, he's played half a season basically for Rops uh, when they finished. They finished runners up in Ukkonen last year, and I think he moved now to Hoyiko. He's only 17. He's not had a full season yet. Fullback, um, by all accounts, good on the ball, very pacey, also potentially very strong, so could shift into midfield or in, uh, into centre back. So <clears throat> it's nice to see a young lad um, brought in. Again, you know, I, I guess I think we say this every time the squad's named. I guess that means the end for Alvin Granlund, but <laughs> but uh, but surely he'll be back. Um, I don't know. Then you've got um, Miro Tenho uh, uh, and uh, Lucas Lingman, who Miro Tenho's uh, Hoiko, um, also pretty young. Um, be good to see them get a run out. And then um, Soisalo was called up. The, who's been playing in Riga for the last uh, couple of years. I think he's last season, he got eight goals and 20. So he's, he's hit a bit of form in the, albeit in the, in the Latvian league. So we've got, I mean, a standard squad that is, you know, on, on the outskirts sort of shaped by a lot of young, young lads that may get the chance to, to, to make their, their debuts and their first call for the, for the hooker. It's kind of continuing that, that process we've seen over the last few years of, of rejuvenating the squad um but bringing these players in a few at a time and not too much pressure giving them a giving them a run there in the in the team keke yeah um santari hostika has, has has come into the squad as well um lassi lapalan and then uh, robert taylor were initially named but um for whatever reasons both are, 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 they're, they're not injured because they've both been playing in in mls but for whatever reason they've decided to to stay in the states and um yeah so uh Oh, you caused Hostico's um, has been called up and he's made his way over there. So yeah, another another new name to uh, keep an eye out for in, in the squad. And um, it's nice to see uh, Nisila after his yeah. decent start with Suwon in Korea. I think uh, we all had, I'd say doubts, but we all had questions when he signed for a K League club. But he's, uh, I think, in their first three K League matches, he's got a couple of assists. He scored a, a nice goal on Sunday morning. So. Uh, yeah, still in the conversation. I mean, he's clearly in great form. Uh, and the same for Ilmari Niskanen as well, uh, which, as we talked about when he moved to Germany, the wrong move, right time perhaps, but he's gone to Dundee United a year later and, and really started tearing things up there. So um, it's nice that, you know, the, these guys that promised a lot didn't necessarily make it at the time for whatever reason. Soisilo is a great example. He went to Middlesbrough yep. quite young from Ilves and then 
was it Varigam in Belgium, I think, as well, the club that Nisola oh, yeah. was actually at. And yeah, now he's gone to Latvia and, and he's, he's, he's doing really well. And I think he deserves it. He was one of the big players in the under-21 side a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see that yeah, we're spreading the net a little bit as well. I mean, some of the it's, it's funny how some of these call-ups seem to work around transfers. And people were talking about Uli Tolva, that as soon as he signs for Hojiko, he gets a call-up for the national team. I mean, bear in mind, he's not played a Veikhaus League a minute. And, uh, and conversely, the other way, Lucas Lingman has moved from Hojiko to Sweden and all of a sudden has been called up. But um, yeah, fair play. It's a... You know, it's a, a, a strong a squad as you could really expect at this time of year. I mean, it, so for Lassi Lappalain, and he he did he's he's done his ankle. He's just tweaked his ankle and he's out. And I think for Oni Valakari was also in the squad and he's missing out. He, he got the the flu, but I think it's right for Taylor. I don't think Taylor's got any injury problems. I think he's actually unexpected. Not I'm not sure if it was expectedly or not, but he's broken into the Miami team. Uh, under Phil Neville, I'm I'm not sure if he was hoping yeah. or, or thinking he'd get like a, a game Straight time. In, yeah. But he's but he's starting to get minutes, and I think because it's a friendly situation, because the MLS is going to basically continue during the during the break, it makes sense for him to sort of try and establish himself. Because if he, if he can get a run of games, we've talked about it before. That lad needs you know a bit of luck, and he seems to have found it in Florida. So you know, power to him. And also, this warm weather training is a darn sight warmer in Miami than it is in Mercia yeah. at the moment. Yeah. It seems. And plenty, well, and plenty warm boss. Well, <laughs> I think. Um, from what I hear, Miami are struggling, and uh, Phil Neville's yeah. job, despite being owned by David Beckham, is uh, not exactly secure. So if he can get in there and get some minutes, and yeah, I think it's a, probably. I mean, this has happened before with with the MLS-based players. I mean, Reitelo and Lod have missed friendly squads for exactly that reason. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and Minnesota had the same problem when they started. I think when you like, I think it's an interesting thing about the MLS when you cobble together a side. You know, I mean it. it you know, they are literally playing together competitively for the first time. It takes them a while to find their feet, so more power to them. Um, what about... Uh, um, well, okay, let me ask that again. Um, talking about Mikael Soesalo, um, this is a name I've seen pop up regularly in Keke's Instagram feed. Um, I, I, there's several players that I've learned about through your Instagram, KK. So keep, keep, I always, I always praise it. I can't always keep up with the, the quantity of your posts, but there's always, there's always good stuff in there. And, and also it helps with that, like for the, for the listener to sort of player recognition as well. Not only the names, but, but who the, what they look like, who the players are. And uh, I've seen his name pop up many times over the last year. So it wasn't such a surprise maybe to see him get called up for this, this training camp. Um, but someone else who's who's been in there recently with with a few goals and a few assists is our friend uh, Yoni Kalko. Yeah, and... he's um, he's been doing all right. The, the Indian season's just just finished, so I think he's um, he's back home in Finland, putting his feet up for the minute. But um, but yeah, he did, he did all right there at um, MTK MTK Mohan Bagan. Yeah, that that was good off the top of your head. <laughs> I just call him MTK. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he done all right. He was chipping in with goals. He was getting assists. You know, smashing them in from the spot. I mean, we, as we said, we we spoke to Yoni and asked him about his move to India. Um, and you know, we 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 also 
you know, talked about it between ourselves. What what would it do for his his national team chances and all that? But um, but yeah, he seems to have enjoyed his season there. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure what's next. He um, whether he'll stay or whether it was a, just the, the one year deal. But um, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's at home in Finland, walking his dogs at the minute and just uh, chilling out. I think so. We'll wait and see what what happens next. But yeah, fantastic guy, fantastic player. Still got a lot to give, I believe. Yeah, let's hope we we get to see him back in the uh, in the national team squad because when he was there before, he he uh, he was a key part of it, wasn't it? During that big summer last year. Um, while we're while we're looking forward to this training camp, and everyone now will be subscribing to Finnish Football Show on Instagram to see what you're sharing from from your travels, Keke. So you know. <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's see let, let's be there with you um, i'll try and but, keep it clean yeah, I, I, yeah. I promise <laughs> let's just try and keep the camera straight that'd be a good start um but but there's two friendly games so we haven't talked about those yet we talked about the squad but there are there's a friendly game against iceland and then against slovakia so you've, you've been doing a little bit of, of research keki into the the two opponents yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if you can call a match against Iceland a friendly these days after the experience we had in uh, in Reykjavik those years ago, however long ago it was. But um, yeah, when Nicholas Moisander got the, got the referee by the neck, and uh, but uh, but yeah, we, we've got Iceland. They're um, obviously we everyone knows about Iceland. Everyone's everyone in England was pretty fascinated with their their rise to stardom and uh, and the way that their their tiny little nation. You know, develop their football, and I know there's all sorts of books and films about it, and, um, and and fair play to them. But their recent form hasn't been hasn't been pulling up too many trees. I mean, um, in the last what is it one two three? In the last seven, they've 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 won one. They tonked Liechtenstein four nil, and um, but yeah, they've been on the on the back end of a four nil reverse themselves against the mighty Germany. Uh, they've had a they've had a one one with Armenia, a nil nil with Romania. They lost to North Macedonia 3-1. And, um, and yeah, they, recent friendlies 1-1 against Uganda and a 5-1 loss against South Korea. So, um, you know, obviously we'll, we'll wait and see what kind of a squad they put out. But um, I don't know if grudge match is quite the, uh, quite the term. But, yeah, I think the, the, the Finland supporters who are travelling over to Spain wouldn't mind seeing us uh, put a few past Iceland. I think it will put a few, lay a few ghosts to rest for the ones who were, who were there in Reykjavik. Yeah, that that team from a few years ago that was that was kind of very well organised and and you know excited people if not with their football then with their with their passion and with their supporters and with the, their progress that they made. Um, that's that seems to have fallen away now, Mark. Yeah, yeah, they're in a, a massive regeneration. There's very few from that side that's still um, that's still in like in the team. I think Bjarni. Bjarni Bjarnarsson is probably the one of the, one of the few that's that's still there, and the guys. Is, is Sigurdsson still not allowed to play? <clears throat> I I I mean, I'm assuming I haven't seen him for Everton for have, a while. Have we got a lawyer on the show? <laughs> no, no, I can no, say his can. name. Yeah, you can say his name and ask if he's no, allowed no. to play. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think he's not. He hasn't played for Everton in a while. I don't, I don't think he's been been called up uh, this time or or in a while for. Uh, for Iceland, but up front, I mean, they've got the lads they've got up front are sort of teenagers and twenty years old. They've got a lad called Andre Goodman, who's who's uh, part of Madrid's Castilla setup, the the youth team. But he's not exactly pulling up trees in in the Spanish second tier. So 
he's not he's not not too they're, they're not too great and i think additionally with the way they set up these days is quite it's a sort of a narrow 4-3-3 they're trying to kind of actually build out a sort of tiki taka you know high press high energy uh, approach but but the, a lot of the players they've got are quite young and i think um i don't often get excited before games in terms of you know how we could do a team but if they if they keep a sort of naive approach to developing this style of play, which tends to be the way Iceland approach games, we could turn these guys over a couple, three or four. You know, I mean, I think if if we soak it up, if we play the ball around them, if we get into good positions wide, I think we could actually um, actually really hurt these guys. And and then the next the next game there against Slovakia, Keke, they seem to have a very similar kind of um, record recently. Yeah, um, yeah, the pattern is pattern's pretty similar. I mean, out of the last seven, what have we got? They've they've won they've won one. There's a, a couple of draws and a couple of defeats. They narrowed defeats. They've lost one nil to Russia and one nil to Croatia. Um, they've had a, a one a one uh, one each with their their cousin Slovenia, and um, and yeah, well, well they, they beat, managed to beat Cyprus two nil. You know, you'd expect that, I suppose, and. Um, yeah, and then and then the most impressive result out of their recent run is a, is a two-two with Croatia. So um, you know, which is that's not really no muggy result there, is it really? And that was that was in Croatia. So um, so they've they've done all right there. But uh, but yeah, you know, Slovakia, you know, it's uh, it's a bit of an unknown quantity for me, really. I'm not sure if we've played them in any recent sort of guys, but but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Well, they looked all right at the Euros. I mean, I know it's it's not exactly it's not exactly recent, but they 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 were knocked out in the group stage. They beat Poland opening game. They got edged out by the Swedes, and then they got absolutely hammered by by Spain when Dubravka scored that weird on goal, hit him in the face, and and that's that's what um, that's what knocked them out for the Euros. And in the warm up to the Euros, they also beat Russia, which is no you know that they're not exactly an easy shake. So I'm I'm a little bit more concerned about about the Slovakia team because it's still got a lot of quality, particularly at the back. So they've got like Skriniar, Satkar, Valiant, they play in like Serie A, La Liga, Dubravkas, even though he's a he's not uh, he's not um, at the height of clubs, he's at uh, the Saudi owned Newcastle United. <laughs> um, but uh, but the, going forward they're not exactly great shakes. I think you know they're they're sort of most creative player Hamzik he's you know, 33, 34, uh, Kuka, is, is, you know, he's also 34, 35. So creatively, they're not particularly great. And they don't have a, you know, a striker or a talisman to really pump the ball up to. So I think they'll be hard, at, a lot harder to beat, particularly if it's, uh, if it's any, if there's any kind of heat or, or humidity in, in Spain. But, um, but I don't, I'm not particularly, like Keke says, I'm not particularly scared of them. I think, um, I think they, we could, we could do, do a number on them. Um, so these these games are being played on uh, the Iceland game is at, uh, on the 20, Saturday the twenty sixth of March at six o'clock kickoff finish time, and then the Slovakia game is on the 29th, that's Tuesday, um, uh, at seven o'clock finish time. And you know, listener, you can work out from finish time where it might be, when it might be taking place in your in your time zone. Um, is the game are the games viewable anywhere good? They're on via play. Um, I think these are the last internationals before they all move to Ule. So is it via summer. play or via free? Uh, I think it's via play. 
Okay, we'll dig out, we'll dig out a link show. and put it in the in the mm. blog post anyway. Via plays the, the online on the TV. It's via Sport Plus Swarmy. Ah. And then also Elisa Vihides Karian as well. Okay, all right. So it's there. It's there if you dig a little bit. Um, mm. I think that that maybe we should just just have a quick mention uh, of the Helmerit, the, the the women's national team. We we covered their recent um, uh, Le Tournoi de France um, performances back in the the middle of February, and uh, in the second week of April, they've they're they're also playing um, Slovakia in the World Cup qualifying, and then. They're playing against Georgia at home, also World Cup qualifying. And Keke, there's a, there's quite an offer available for people that might want to travel down to Helsinki to to watch the Georgia game. Yeah, that's right. The um, the Helmeri and the Palolito have put a deal together. They're calling it the Yolkwe um, Lippo. So um, yeah, the team ticket. So uh, for for 120 euros, you can get 16 kids. And four adults into the into the Bolt Arena to watch the Helmerit take on Georgia. I mean, um, I'm no mathematician, but that sounds like a fantastic deal to me. Um, I did the I did the maths for you, Keke. It works out <laughs> a, a tenner per adult and a fiver for each child, which is there. You go. Terrific you, can't, value. You, you can't you can't go wrong, can you? I mean, um, <laughs> you know the, the the girls will be appreciate the support and uh, yeah, any any junior teams. I mean, I guess that that's who it's aimed at. The, the Yalqued ticket. So. Um, any any junior teams that are interested in that in that offer we should be snapping it up. I think go down there and give uh, give the girls a cheer on and um, and see see how they get on. But yeah, I mean we, we as you said, Mark, we spoke about Le Tournoi de France. Anyone who uh, who hasn't hasn't had a listen, go back and check out that episode because the uh, the helmet really did grow through that um, through that tournament. And um, yeah, I think they'll they'll go into the Georgia game with a, with a bit of confidence. Yeah, and I think also it's it's worth sort of giving a bit of kudos to Palolito there because that's quite a good way. It's like a it's like a bulk offer, isn't it? It's not just a cheap ticket, but it's a cheap ticket and get try and generate a crowd there, get people going in in bus loads of twenties. Uh, it's innovative sort of way to to look at it, I guess. No, oh, yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, they're they're all right, the folks over at Palolito. Is I, that... I love them. I think they're fantastic, and I appreciate everything they do. And... <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of um, appreciating everything the Palolito do, um, we, there's another signing that's, uh, that's another bloke's book, pen to paper. We can't we can't skip over that one. Go on, shoot. yes, Mr. River. Yeah, yes, the, uh, of course. The, please, the revolution, yeah. the revolution rumbles on. So, what's the, what? What are the terms of the deal then, Rich? Um, so his original contract was running to the end of this calendar year. Uh, there was some confusion last year, actually. I think people were under the impression it ran to the end of the World Cup campaign, but it was actually the end of 2022. Uh, he signed an extension now to the end of 2024. So that will include the next European Championships, obviously the, the Nations League coming up this summer as well. And um, yeah, I think for, for continuity and for what he's done, I, I think you can't really look too far away of course there, there'll always be speculation around who's next and and what's going to happen and you know he's got a challenge on his hands that he's in the middle of refreshing this side 
a lot of the significant players are, are retiring and, and moving on. So uh, he's got a lot of work to do. But I think, you know, when we're talking, I think the draw for the qualifiers for the next Euros is within the next six months. So that all takes place in 2023. So really, you know, we're building up. This is what the Nations League is all about, getting ready for that qualifying campaign next year. Um, the stakes are the same. You've still got 23 teams qualifying for, for the Germany competition. And um, yeah, you'd hope that if the Nations League goes to plan, gets that momentum going again, we're back in the same place as we were however many years ago now. So uh, yeah, I think... You know, so when you say all, 23 teams, that's 23 teams plus Germany as the hosts. Basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. So, um, but yeah, so they'll basically be whatever top two go through and however they jig around the, the last three places. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's a massive opportunity to build on what he's done. I mean, he's already done more than any Finland coach has ever done. And um, yeah, if he can get this next generation starting to come through and lay the groundwork for, for what goes on after that, then uh, yeah, it's a... I, I, think, I mean, it makes sense. I, I think there's some parallels with the the Finland ice hockey coach as well. Uh, is it Juha Jalonen or I've got the right name? Um, who's been there a long time and it's has sort of delivered a few a few victories for the the Finnish ice hockey team by having that consistency and being able to bring in you know bring in new players and the the one constant is that guy standing there you know very very finished kind of straight face until he wins and then he lets and then he lets go and and that's what we that's what hopefully we'll we'll get from river being there for a, a longer period of time well i do think i mean the the palolito in general you know since uh, arilati came over has tended to be a little bit more sort of strategic they did set out you know i'm, I'm, I'm I think we covered it a while that that sort of identity project and the goal of being in the top 25 in the fifa rankings um uh, that was, I think that was 2015, 2016, something, or could have been a bit later. I'm an, I'm an old guy now. But but I think the... Time the, flies quicker <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but, but I think, uh, you know, I think they do try to like to think long-term and, and Rive gives gives you that that chance. It also gives him the, the ability. I mean, you look at, look at him bringing in, you know, Uli Dolva, like a 17-year-old guy today. It, you know, it's because he's looking at, you know, three, four, five years down mm. the line. You know, so I think I, I think it's only beneficial because that kind of long sightedness is going to help us out. I mean, from from both points of view, from my um, professional journalistic point of view, and from also from the from the view of <laughs> as a fan. Hold on, well, hold on. Uh, also, from the view time. as a fan, there is um, there. I don't think there's anyone you would rather have in charge. You know what I mean? He's uh, he's proved he can do it. He's, he's taken us on the most memorable journey we've ever been on as fans of Finland. And I, I don't think you can look past him to, to anyone else. You know, the players, obviously, they, they love working for him. They love turning up to these international camps. It's got such a, a camaraderie, a buzz, a, a, a close-knit club feel about it. And, uh, and, and that's, all, that's all down to him, I think. So, yeah, fair play. Good, good job, Palolito, signing him up for another few years. And, um, yeah, continue La Revolution. Finland will need a new president in three or four years' time as well. So I'm starting the <laughs> Rive for President campaign right now. You heard it here first, FFS listener. Um, I think I think we've 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 almost gone through the entire agenda without having a halftime uh, slice of orange. So let's let's um, take a break now and 
let's have a look at a little bit of Finnish football show merch. Well, and I thought I thought I would choose um, the the Suomi t-shirt, the 2022 Finland t-shirt, because we've been talking about the the Hukiat and the Helmerit and whatever. And that's the beauty of the Suomi t-shirt. Is it's on sale. Look oh, at it that. is. Look what at that. Fuck. And we see that's the beauty oh. of this. We never know when it's going to be on sale. Practically um, giving it away. That's almost, on sale right now. It's that's, 11, that's 11 euros. <laughs> it is. And we still get a slice of that. And But it's only free for 11 hours. So by the time you're watching this, <laughs> because this won't, be, this won't be published in the next 11 hours. But It'll be back up to 18. It will. But the point is that that happens quite often so just keep keep checking the site yeah. if 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 you want to save you know saving yourself sort of seven or eight euros there so if you want to want to wait just just check it out and uh, um the prices often come down and and the nice thing so what, what i did with the the design here was to get the get the the name of the country obviously and then run the finnish football show logo through there with a nice little 2022 because this will run this year and then next year we'll have to find something else already got an idea for next year's shirts don't you worry i'm, I'm a step ahead um but also the, the what i think is the neat thing here is that you know you can choose lots of different products as you can see there the hoodies and phone cases and bags and what have you um but also you can choose different styles of t-shirt even um and and also in women's women's fits as well not that nice. it shows a great deal here but it's got it's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of something for there you go there's a there's a ladies shaped t-shirt just to just to prove that i wasn't making it up so every every t-shirt that we that we sell a little little bit of that comes to us at the finnish football show help us with the running costs and as well as that rich we've got the um buy me a coffee account yes buy me a coffee which uh, we have a couple of very generous people uh, you know, gave Johan a shout out last time for the contribution after I, I obviously praised Maryham at some point in the previous episode and I think they're a fantastic club and they deserve to do great things so <laughs> I hope they win the league again that's true thank you uh, if, if the club are listening if they could send me a shirt because I think it's one of the few Finnish clubs I haven't got a shirt of He's Maryham. So. Hey, how about this? If someone from Maryham is listening and you send Rich a shirt, then we'll send you one of our shirts. Yeah, that's a deal. I mean, not like but, the but ones we're wearing, one next, of our T-shirts. Yeah, but uh, do it in the next 11 hours. <laughs> I, I don't want to be argumentative, but if I, if I can get an All-End United shirt, that would also be pretty cool. True, true that. Local, local derby. Yeah. Um, Mark, you have an onion for us this week. Oh, yeah. Yes, so uh, it's been a while. We haven't done onion in a in a in a long time, but the, I think uh, it's been a while since maybe all four of us have been together with with, with one thing and another. So go away, go go away, go ahead. Go, go away. <laughs> thanks, 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 guys. No, don't go away. Come back. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. So uh, the uh, the I think the Nivel Nivel Pelaya Nivel Pelaya is uh, the guy who sits between your midfield and your, your forward line. So it's the guy, in, in English, it's the guy in the hole, Nivel Pelias, joint player or pivot player. And he's generally your guy that sits in that sort of playmaker, Litti role. Your number 10, your you trequartista, is it? Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to get technical, but the yes. trequartista tends to do a little bit more running. 
Oh well, no running, no running. <laughs> exactly. Very but good. And I'm going to get you to I'm going to get you to write that down for me, Mark, so that I can spell it correctly and put it in the uh, in the blog post in the show notes as well. So. All right. The second half's about to start, and it might be it might be a short second half. It certainly will be when it comes to topics because we're going to just look at the Swarman Cup and where where things currently stand in the in the the men's Swarman Cup. Anyway, um, in the in the last show, we gave a little shout out to um, Senio and Sizzle, who, if you remember, had a had a, a second round game against Arbeser from uh, Vaza, and unfortunately, they that that game was scheduled for the the day the day that I came, went over to the UK, so I missed I missed that, um, and. Sizzle were playing against Arbes here, a, a, a division above them, and uh, the, the game finished 1-1, but Sizzle lost on penalties. There's a, you can see a, a theme for Saniyoki teams and penalties this this season. Um, so, um, you know, bad luck to, to Paul and his, his team there. Um, were there any other, any other kind of standout uh, results that you noticed in in the in the second round and then we've also got some more recent third round games um yeah so oh, well the, the clubs we're seeing i mean we're, we're still seeing those those amateur clubs who are getting through your Nellen and kuterman sides um fc orland who we jested about earlier um they're in colmanen but they are managed by former finland international daniel joland uh, he's the coach there now uh, they beat tuve of I don't know where they're from, but they're in the, they're in Nellanen and they beat them five one, so they're in the third round now. Turun, yeah, Turun, Turun Oh, uh, oh okay, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, m- most of the second round games haven't actually happened at the time of recording. Ah, is that, that right? Sorry. Yeah, we're actually that far ahead. They've done the third round draw today, um, as we're recording. But um, yeah, most of the second round ties are still to be played. Um, we did talk in our WhatsApp group around. Asiko's Apollo side and we need to do some digging into the links where, where they sit with Asiko because we've talked about them a couple of years ago at least wasn't it um, and Mark there with, with your pink scarf I've got my, I've got my pink Apollo scarf on um, yeah I mean there is there is a bit of a, a bit of a, a story behind the team and and Keke said to me earlier that that he he remembers uh, one of the Explore Finland podcasts that I did several several years ago, when the Apollo team was just starting, and it's it's a place for some of the the former uh, Asiko and I guess Terpe and Sepsi players to to still have a place to play some competitive football that's not quite at the top level. So there are there are former players from Asiko there, the Luis Fernandez who was the goalkeeper and is now the goalkeeper coach, plays there, has played there. Um, Mikael Murimaki, who is one of Asiko's sort of acclaimed goal scorers from the, from the early days, is, is still playing there. Um, I, I, was, I was surprised to see them listed on the, on the Palolito website as Asiko Apollo, because I always thought the links were a bit looser than that so yeah i uh, but and i only discovered this just before the show started so i didn't have a chance to ask the question but i'll i'll dig into that one um but the 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 biggest link now is that this this 
in this Swarman Cup competition, Tero Mantula played, and also um, uh, Mika Oyela played. Now, they both, well, they were both playing Veikos League last season um, for, for Asiko and for Turku, uh, Inter-Turku, respectively. So they... Um, they look. They they that that looked like a strong team, and they had a really good uh, win last weekend against Sari uh, Botku, or uh, kicking the shins, as I understand the translation to to be. So we still have some of these uh, great named lower lower league clubs. But but Apollo play in the in the Kutenen in the sixth division, and they've been drawn against Ukunen side Korpeve from Kok- from nearby Kokkola in the next round so that's going to be a, a local derby and a, and a hell of a a hell of a step up from sixth to to the first that's for sure yeah and i think this is the thing you've got a lot of the guys who play for these sides i mean we you've got teams down in in that division and as, as we mentioned previously a, a friend of the show dara her husband plays for the Tepsi over 35 side uh, and if they get through their next round, which I think is against uh, Asi Wolves, uh, then they'll be playing. It's Ilves actually um, in in round three. So it's. Um, I mean, this is the thing you've got. This is. I don't want to say the magic of the Swarman Cup because we're starting to damn it with faint praise there. But um, ultimately, this is why the cup competition was brought back in this guys. You've got amateurs. You've got players who've essentially retired. You've got. People like us, you know, people who have an interest in Finnish football, who form their own sides, who play for amateur teams, and they're now potentially 90 minutes away from hosting Veikkaus Liga sides with international players and and all that. And, um, you know, especially when the rules dictate at this stage of competition that the highest division team plays away. So they'll have to make the trip and play in a municipal astroturf somewhere. (laughs) Uh, get Get changed in a porter cabin. Or it seems that if you're if Corpeva are playing away to Apollo, they'll be playing at the uh, Oma Aspir Stadium in Sanyoki. Yeah, possibly <laughs> a bit of a step up, maybe. Um, but um, but yeah, so we've got six the six Fakehouse Liga sides and the uh, the twelve Ukunen sides dropped in uh, into round three. So now you're getting the the fully professional teams involved, and um, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I think it's. Uh, it's a good thing for the competition that so many teams really bought into the revamp. Uh, the cup's got a new logo. It's really being taken seriously this year. It's they're putting a lot of effort into it. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's, it's more fun for the amateurs at this point. But still, it's yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's back in this form. I, well, I don't think. Oh, sorry, Mark. Go on. I was just going to say, well, the, the, the logo change is, is welcome, but it reminds me a hell of a lot of the of the FA Cup uh, designs and, and the rest of it. I think they've taken a, a liberal amount of inspiration. Um, yeah. And for me, at least this 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 round, I'm actually looking at uh, Ullatus or Ullamullun Ullatus, which is a, it's a club from Askola or Lipperi, which is a little bit north of, of Borvo. In this round, they're playing BET Uvascula. Or, or blue eyes team, Uvascula. Mm. So, uh, I mean, we smashed, or they smashed Pet Pet seven two in the first in the last round. So I reckon, I reckon it should be a tasty game. That's the one that I've got my my my. Um, I'm going to do. I'm going to take a grand national approach to this one. I'm going to lump on Ulatus <laughs> for for a massive cup run. Um, and is that in the is and you're talking there in the third round, Mark? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, it's good. It's good to have some some teams to to keep an eye out for. There's still at the moment the draw is still so big that it's it's quite overwhelming trying to trying to sort of work out. There's, there's where a, they all fifty four ties in the third round. Yeah, it's wow. a lot, isn't it? Um, and then I think it's at the next point when the remaining six Vegas Liga teams come in. Yeah, but that's but but I, I, you said about damning with faint praise. I don't think you are. I think it's it's great. Like you said, these these clubs are in there. You are getting some of these quirky stories, and it, it happens in the in the English FA Cup as well with the smaller sides. You always get one or two that that get through to the later rounds and and the and the romance of it and and the glory and and that's what it should be. It was a it was a crying shame that the the Sawman Cup was sort of split up and put in this league system and played indoors and all that nonsense. This is what it should be. Start it now, play it through the season and and build up to the end of the year where Cubs play Hoyiko in the final. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, have we have we missed anything? Luckily, you stopped me overlooking the Rive contract thing. Is there anything else that we particularly need to um, cover today, or are we just about there? Um, I, I mean, I, I don't really want to show my complete lack of preparation by talking too much about the cancelling and Liga starting this weekend. Um, but, but it is. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, ultimately... Um, that's that's back. Um, it's a bit strange because last year, uh, Tips and Tikurila, they came second and then promptly folded um, because playing in uh, in the Cancellation League and wasn't financially viable for them. Um, we've seen it with with Rops uh, in the men's uh, Ukanen, and I think I'm thankful that it hasn't appeared to have happened really to to many other clubs where the prospect of the junior sides funding loss-making senior football is uh, is too large. So um, that starts at the weekend. It's really, I mean, it's a really good standard and the, the couple of years since it's been going in its current kind of, re, again, it's been revamped and, and rebranded, but um, the standard's good. There's some some of the Helmerit players, you know, it's a really good breeding ground for them. And it's, yeah, so I'd be looking forward to Cups retaining their crown. What about we, we talked about the Helmut having these um, two uh, World Cup qualifier games in mid April. So we'll we'll come back and do something around those. And maybe we, we can do uh, an episode where we where we talk about those games and also look at the Kanzelin Liga, the, the, the start of that and and how that's how that started. And then obviously we'll have um, the start of the Vakehaus Liga because that that also kicks off very soon. Saturday the second, we have all twelve Vakehaus Liga teams playing on Saturday the second, um, and then I think from from my personal perspective on Friday then on Friday the eighth is Asikor's second game, and we start with two home games against Helsinki, uh, which is which is nice a nice way to get the season started with with big big crowds coming um mark yeah i just i mean it's not really a, i think it's something that i saw but i'm, I'm just going to check i'm not sure how, how good this is going to be for the end of the show but is sergey yeremenko back yes he's at um helsing in ifco he went to okay yeah. 
So that, that, that's our first game of the season. That's the that's the Helsinki team we've got on on Saturday second, and then Hoyiko on on Friday the eighth. So there there could be some something worth worth seeing there. Yeah, okay. and yeah. and also just a little little shout out that I'll be joined at that Hoyiko game by uh, Finnish football show listener Keith. So Keith has met Keke and Rich in the past. I've I've had a a good chat with him recently and uh, looking forward to welcoming him welcoming him to Oma Aspe Stadion. I believe he's got a ticket in the uh, in with the Cloppet. So uh, brace yourself. Bring, bring your credit card for a nine euro Carlsberg. Yeah, well, let's let's see. I shall be uh, I shall be reporting back on the price of a small can of Carlsberg. You can uh, you can be sure of that. I'll give him a nudge on Saturday when I see him. Yeah, do, do yeah, do that, do that. Um, but I think that just about wraps up this episode. So thanks for my co-hosts today, Mark. Goodbye. Head up, Rich. Goodbye. Hey hey, and Keke. Goodbye. Uh, Hola. <laughs> <laughs> Adios, surely. Hello. Exactly. Hello. Exactly. Adios. Adios. We're not. We're not just, recording that again. Just we're going to speak go louder over. and point. <laughs> <laughs> and listener thank you fine beer Ketos <laughs> <laughs> listener thank you for, for listening and until the next episode of the Finnish Football Show goodbye you've been listening to the Finnish Football Show you can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching you can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and on Instagram See the links in the episode description below. You can also connect with the four hosts on Twitter at Explore Finland, at FC Sormi, at Escape to Sormi, at Kekimula. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.